from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. There is no team in all of professional sports where the lights shine brighter than they do for the Cowboys. But they needed a star. They needed one extra name to put up in lights. And they got one over the weekend in Brandon Cooks. The question is, what does it mean for everybody else that thought that was a landing spot for them if they're a wide receiver in the NFL? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. As always, whole team back together. Evan, Devin, we're all back together having a good time. And uh, anytime something happens with a wide receiver, I immediately think, you know what? I get to work with wide receiver one every single day. But I was thinking of you because Brandon Cooks traded uh, over to the Cowboys for a fifth and sixth round draft pick. He's going to make a ton of money this year. Uh, But realistically, Harry, there have been plenty of conversations about Hopkins. There's been plenty of conversations about Odell Beckham Jr. I got to feel like the other wide receivers on the market that thought they might be a cowboy just saw their possibility for income and their possibility for landing spots reduced by very one significant piece. Because not only are the cowboys willing to give up equity and trade, we know that. They're also willing to pay great players. We know that. So these players that want to get paid and go somewhere where they can be a star just lost an important option. Yeah, I agree with you, agree with you 100%. Um now, I don't see the Cowboys adding another wide receiver free agent-wise. Now, if they probably want to do that draft-wise, I can see that in the later rounds, fourth, fifth, sixth round, seventh round potentially. But anything within the first three rounds, I don't see it happening. Or first two, I don't see it happening. But also bringing in another guy at the wide receiver position free agency-wise or via trade, I don't see it happening in that manner as well. So when you look at people like Odell Beckham Jr., right, um, I think of a few teams. I still believe the Bills is a team that – he can be very, very valuable too. Opposite of Stephon Diggs, another guy who's a route runner. So now you would have, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., Gabe Davis, and Stephon Diggs, and Ken Dorsey can now, you know, add some more to their offense because I do think they can be a little bit more dynamic from an offensive standpoint. But I still think they need to be balanced offensively too. Uh, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I will. I wouldn't count them out of anything. No, you stop I, that with the Chiefs. But, but 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 if I'm Odell Beckham Jr. and I know Odell <laughs> has come out and say he isn't asking for twenty million dollars, but four million isn't enough. I would. I I and I'm not saying he needs to take four million dollars, but for, to play with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, when I know I'm going to get the football, and you you just seen what Juju Smith Schuster was able to do. Um, in Kansas City, and you feel like if you're Odell, you're better than Juju Smith-Schuster. You just got to remain healthy. I wouldn't see why he would not want to play with a guy like Patrick Mahomes because you know you're going to get the football. Also, um, I would put in there the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is supposedly supposed to go there, and we heard about the wish list, and Aaron Rodgers said it wasn't a wish list, but whatever. Was it, whether it was a wish list or not, he came out and said who wouldn't want to play with an Odell Beckham Jr. So if you have Odell, now you have uh, you know Alan Lazard, and also uh, Garrett Wilson at the wide receiver position. Oh, my goodness. With Brees Hall running the football? Uh, uh, uh. You talk about dynamic. So those are places I still feel that are open for Odell Beckham Jr. to go and thrive and, and, and be very meaningful to our offense. Uh, so the one thing that stands out to me is that timing's never accidental in any sport, but particularly in the NFL. So when things happen, sometimes you just have to you have to sort of stack the bricks along the yellow brick road together. I don't think it's an accident, and you tell me if you think otherwise, Harry, but 
in my mind, there's no way it's an accident that they just did a workout for OBJ. And then a few days later, a team that was absolutely in the market for OBJ looks around and says, you know what? We're going to trade for Brandon Cooks. I'm not saying that that workout wasn't great. I'm not saying that the money is over the top, but something didn't click. Because in my mind, if you're trading for Brandon Cooks days after you were at a workout for Odell Beckham Jr., that has to say something about what you didn't see from OBJ if you were willing to give up draft equity and even more money to get Brandon Cooks. Or I would say this, though. Maybe the front office doesn't want C.D. Lamb to feel some type of way. Right? Not saying C.D. Lamb will, but they see, okay, we have C.D. Lamb as our number one. Right? Brandon Cooks, 100% clearly is going to be the number two, and I would have thought Odell would have been the number two as well, but you know, when Odell started thriving when he was in L.A., they, you know, people started saying, okay, you have a 1A and you have a 1B with him and Cooper Cup. I don't know if Dallas really wants that conversation to be had moving forward. Now, I thought Odell would have been very valuable to their team, but Brandon Cook, he definitely adds another element in taking the top off because he's a shorter, smaller body type of wide receiver, speedster that can get down the field, and that's what he's been able to do his entire career. Plus, Brandon Cooks isn't coming off an ACL injury. Brandon Cooks played football last year. Even though he was a little disgruntled with the Houston Texans, he still played football. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't, so that may have played a part in it. So it's a lot of different things that Dallas could be looking at. I'm not going to point to just, you know, the work that Odell did as a reason why they're not signing him and went with Brandon Cooks instead. No, and that's fair. I'm not saying it's just the workout. I'm just saying, like, there, there had to be at least somewhere along the process over this there has to be a red flag in my mind. Otherwise, you know, why not go for that? We don't know what that red flag is. You're right. It could be a million different things. It just seemed weird to me to have the Cooks trade be so close to that workout and timing. That being said, Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL front office insider, was on Get Up this morning and gave us the latest on OBJ when he said this. I do think the Brandon Cooks trade takes the Cowboys out. So who does that leave? We've heard interest from Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, um, all teams at, at the very top. Uh, of the NFL in terms of list of contenders that could use help at that wide receiver position. We've heard both New York teams, the Giants, yes, they tra- they, they brought it, they're one of the teams that brought him in in December. Remember when he went to, he visited Cowboys, he visited Buffalo, so they've had some interest. Now the Giants have done some work at wide receiver this offseason. It's been a lot of low-cost stuff. And then, of course, the Jets, uh, Diana Rossini's report last week that he was one of the guys that Aaron Rodgers would like them to look into. Um, I don't think you can rule that out either. He has a market. It's just a matter of finding the right deal for a guy that missed all of last season, is coming off two ACLs. You really don't know for sure what kind of player he is at this stage in his career. That's the thing, though. See, you see what I'm saying? The last thing that Graziano just said there, that's the thing. You're talking about a player who's coming off an ACL injury who did not play last year. And I know he's probably healthy more so than he was, you know, when, when teams were, bring, bring, were bringing him in on the visit before the playoffs started. But still, you got to take into account if you're an organization, you can't ignore everything. You got to dot your I's and cross your T's. He didn't play last year. He had an ACL injury. Well, and, and look, his tweet response of, I'm not, I'm not looking for 20 million, but 4 million ain't enough. Obviously, in this process, it's also perfectly acceptable for him to feel like he has a, a value that he understands. And if teams don't agree with that, then you just stay the course, right? Like well, I don't, I don't understand the Ravens, though, until you know Lamar Jackson is going to be your quarterback. 
I, I don't think I just want to sign with the Baltimore Ravens. They still have unknown of who their quarterback is going to be. So yeah. as far as Odell going there and that being one, one of the teams, I don't know. I got to scratch my head on that one. Yeah, to me, that also makes a ton of sense. If you're Odell Beckham Jr., you know that you want to go somewhere to win a championship where you can be part of a dynamic offense where you can be featured. He did that with the Rams, right? Like that is yep. that is the method at this point, and that's pretty simple. Not every player has to feel the same kind of way. Like we saw over the weekend another big transaction, Adam Thielen goes over to the Panthers. He takes money over there. It's obviously important to Adam Thielen. He wants to go somewhere where he can prove he can be the guy, the man. Like, I think every single person in their situation where they have their control of their own destiny has a different set of checklists that they're prioritizing, no different than any of us would in life. So, in my mind, we've seen in the past, Odell Beckham Jr. has shown us his checklist. He wants a creative coach that's going to know how to make sure that he's featured in an offense with a quarterback he can count on and a way that he can get to the Super Bowl. And he's willing to take incentives to do that because that's what we saw for the Rams. That, to me, has to have some meaning in when we try and piece together what he's looking for now. Well, I call it self-reflection and, and, and you know, reviewing the situation that you could potentially be going into. He's just doing his due diligence, like you just mentioned about, you know, Adam Thielen as well. So I think that's it's right for him to do that. It's right for any player to do that, to survey the situation in the organizations that might be, you know, having interest in you and seeing, hey, can I see myself thriving in this offense? Can I see myself, you know, uh, getting along with this quarterback, whoever the quarterback may be? But also, can you win and can you win a championship? Yeah, and and certainly Odell Beckham Jr. has also proven his willingness to be patient, right? Like, how many times did we hear last year that he was going to sign somewhere, he was going to sign somewhere? Now, we don't know if that's teams or that's him, but through this process, Odell Beckham Jr. has proven that he's willing to sit back and sort of let the cards play out and then figure out what's best for him in that process. Well, obviously, Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys probably means Odell Beckham Jr. is out there. It doesn't, in my mind, mean that Odell Beckham Jr. is out of the league for any long period of time or that he won't play. Like, he is in that rare situation where he can pick where he wants to go. He can figure out what makes the most sense for him with the team where he can win. He can even wait till training camp. The longer he waits, uh, frankly, the more opportunity he has uh, if, if teams look around and realize they need that one piece. I, I just, I feel like it's way too early to shut the door on anything for OBJ. A championship team, by the way, is about each player being a perfect fit. We know that here on the show because that's where we are together. Come on now. Same with your vehicle. So, for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors. Look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are the Cowboys better, worse, or the same today? And another team that's having really, 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 really great a really, really, really great offseason. That's next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Celebrating Women's History Month on ESPN Radio. Serena Williams' 23 Grand Slam titles, second most all-time in women's tennis, have cemented her legacy as one of the most legendary champions in all of professional sports. Behind a dominant serve and fierce competitive spirit, Williams, a seven-time Wimbledon champ, won 73 singles titles, and four Olympic gold medals during her illustrious 27-year career. Her win in the 2017 Australian Open final against her sister Venus came while she was eight weeks pregnant, proving to everyone that having a child does not mean the end of your career. Williams' impact goes well beyond her trophies and her accolades. It also lies in her ability to inspire future generations of women to pursue and achieve their athletic dreams. Celebrating Women's History Month on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
Hey, look, I'm just going to say, at this point, I at least get an invite to the barbecue. That's got to mean something, right? Like, I'm, I'm barbecued invite-worthy. I mean, I feel good about that. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you know, you know. Uh, does Devin get an invite to the barbecue? I mean, just in general. Like, Devin... I, yes, I, it, one okay. band, one sound. Okay. 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 One we're, ba- fa- we're, fa- we're family. Wait, 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 Hesitation wait, wait, wait. there, Fitz. Wait, what wait, the wait, heck? Wait, wait. No, no, no. This is just like Harry's having a little barbecue at the house. Like the whole family's <laughs> coming over. Uh, like each of us, we're all in. A, this is a reality show. Now we're all in a holding area. We're waiting for our individual <laughs> invite to find out if we got it. All right. So when the, when the food cart rolls in, I open up the platter and it says, I got an invite. That's because like, let's face it. I'm just, I'm showing my cool factor here. I'm for the culture at this point. I get right into the barbecue. Devin. I mean, it's you, do you put grapes in your chicken salad? No, I do not put grapes in my okay. chicken salad. What? Chicken, chicken salad is also trash. It's just glorified. You, you don't put grapes in your chicken salad? No, man, I don't put grapes. But you man, know, I go get that chicken salad from Kroger all the time, and they put them grapes in there. Mm. Uh, is Evan so good? Make you want to slap your mama? Uh, well, in that case, <laughs> I mean, that's I got a whole laundry list of reasons I love to do. Uh, Evan. <laughs> Evan do Shum. not bring me into the conversation uh, right now. Okay. Go, go to whatever we're going to do. Do not bring me into this conversation. <laughs> Does Evan get a sneaky invite to the barbecue? Like you, you don't realize it, but all of a sudden you realize it when it gets there. Like, I, I don't know. I mean. It, yes, because remember he got the compliments on his macaroni and cheese. So that automatically okay. gets him invited to the barbecue. Now, you know, people probably, it's just a barbecue. Well, guys, black people's barbecue. It's, it's I'm going to put it out there for you. I'm not scared. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Black people's barbecue. Uh, you weren't here last week. I also got an invite to the barbecue because we were talking to Nick Mangold, who owns his own barbecue company. Yeah. And I told Harry that when I make ribs, I use dry rub. Okay. And he was very impressed by that. So I also get an invite to the barbecue because of the dry rub. Okay. If you are if you are walking to the room saying, guys, I use dry rub and I get an invite to the barbecue, automatically, don't you lose your invite? I don't know how this works out. <laughs> I, mean, I was just catching up on what you missed. Uh, I... I'm, <laughs> Look, I know we got something we got to get to here, but Harry, I, I, as a friend, I got to confess something to you, okay? I don't even Talk have to, to tell you this. I don't have to tell you this. Uh-oh. And and you know what? I'm telling you this because honesty in our relationship matters to you, okay? Okay. On, thurs- on Thursday night, I was doing a bracket show. And mm-hmm. uh, during the middle of the bracket show, they decided they were gonna they were gonna hit us with a little geography. Where is said school, right? And so they were giving us like Colgate, Iona, and if you got it wrong, you had to eat something hot off the tray. And so it was me against King McClure going into this. And uh, I, I miss Kennesaw State. I knew in my mind what it was in we Georgia. We just talked about this. I knew it was in Georgia, but for some reason, I rang the bell and I froze under the pressure. And I kept thinking of like, I you know, like Kalamazoo, Michigan, for whatever reason. So I said Michigan instead of Georgia. And Harry Lyles was waiting to come on the show. And after when he came on the show, he just told me the entire time that uh, if you ever found out, it was going to hurt our relationship. So I feel like I just got to be honest while I'm asking for an invite to the barbecue. I got to tell you that I, I messed we up. We just had the damn head coach for their team I know. on our. Show. I know. I know we did. And we talked about this. I know. Literally. I, well, you know what? My short-term memory is not what it used to be for reasons Okay, now you have discuss. to earn your way back okay. to the barbecue. You okay. have to earn your way back now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? I'm, I'm worse off than I was yesterday. The question is, what about some NFL teams? Better, worse, or the same? We've seen the offseason go through. Now the question is, where do they stand after some of the movement? Devin. You get to put up the team. So which team are you giving us first? The Chicago Bears. 
Oh, the Chicago Bears are way better, right? I, Chicago yes. Bears are not just a little better. They had $90 bucks to spend, so come on. Uh, but the Bears went out and aggressively did what we thought the Bears would do. They spent that money wisely. They also traded their way out of the first round, uh, first overall pick to pick up more draft equity. I think the Bears have hit a absolute home run. And by the way, I think they're a wild card contender next year. Yeah, I think a lot better. I'm just going to name a few names. DJ Moore, number one wide receiver. Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Nate Davis at the guard position. You needed offensive line play. You got one there. TJ... Um, uh, T.J. Edwards, P.J. Walker, Robert Tunyon, Deontay Foreman. Plus, they have the draft capital, not just this year, but in years in the future as well. So, looking forward to the Bears and what they're going to be able to do. I like that. Uh, Devin, what do you want to give us next? The Detroit Lions. Mm. Okay, the Lions had one big weakness, and that was in the secondary, which is why I'm going to let you yes. toot your own horn here because not only is Harry Douglas Harry Douglas, not only is Harry Douglas a Louisville Hall of Famer, not only is Harry Douglas a 10-year NFL vet, Harry Douglas is Mr. Cleo because he's psychic. Tell the world. Yes, man. So, you know, we do get up. You know, you know the people that work on get up, they hit you up about, you know, things that you're excited about. So it was a bold prediction, right? And we never got to it on get up because some other things took place. But I predicted C.J. Gardner-Johnson going to the Detroit Lions because of the lack of production in the secondary. And he's going to be paired back up with Aaron Glenn and also their head coach who was in New Orleans while he was there as well. That's not the only move they made in their secondary, though. Cam Sutton, product of Jonesboro High School, right here in Georgia on the south side of Atlanta. That's where I went, ladies and gentlemen. That's where I'm bringing it up. Also, Emmanuel Mosley that they signed uh, secondary-wise. And then the running back position, David Montgomery. So really looking forward to Detroit and what they're going to be next year. I want to see what they're going to do in the draft, too. They got, they got some players uh, on the defensive side that I feel like they need to draft on the defensive line to go along with Aiden Hutchinson. So uh, I like what the Lions are doing right now. Look at that. And by the way, for anyone that's questioning it, Harry has the receipts. He sent us a screenshot of the text to prove he's Mr. <laughs> Cleo. Not that there was ever a doubt. I, I agree with you. They're much better. Uh, what do you got, Dev? Who's next for us? The New York Giants. Oh, Devin just playing Ooh. that because he's a Giants fan. Well, uh, no, no, no. Let's let Devin in on this. Right, Devin, De- you, t- you tell us. How are the Giants? I think they're doing a great job with investing in guys that are high upside guys, low risk in terms of the contracts that they're giving out, That's right? That's not the question, though. Are they better? Are they oh, worse? Oh, they're better. They're yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Devin. They're better. They're for sure better. <laughs> they got he goes to Ireland and he forgets everything. <laughs> they got My some pass catching op- options for Dana Jones, which is, is sorely needed. I would like to see them continue to add maybe in the draft. But I don't know if that takes out... A wide receiver in the first round for them now that they've added a couple bodies. Maybe they go cornerback, interior offensive line, but I think they got better. Well, here's the thing about the wide receiver position, because I think they actually got better in the moves because they were able to keep two guys that they needed to keep on top of getting uh, O'Kerry K at the linebacker position, which was a need for them. But this is, a, uh, in my eyes, a deep wide receiver draft. You don't have to get a wide receiver in the first two rounds. You can get quality guys, I think, in the third, fourth, or fifth round. So I'm looking forward to the Giants potentially doing that as well. Yeah, and I like the Darren Waller move for them. If they get the best of Waller, that will be a big addition. I think they're better. Look at that. We're just, we're just sending some Giants love to you, Dev, as you come back. Oh, Dev, just, just in case you need to know, Bobby O'Karake, top 10 in tackles last year in the NFL. Oh, we need that. that. We need that. You ready to move on, Fitz? Oh, let's go, yeah. So let's show go. me who you got next. Oh, you sh- are you ready for this one? The oh. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, they're worse. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. They're worse. <sighs> you know? And the weird part about it is they're not bad enough to really be rebuilding, and they're not good enough to really be competitive right now. Uh, the, the Raiders uh, are going into this uh, this this year 
at, at this point, what have they done? Uh, they Jacoby Myers comes in, but they get rid of Darren Waller. Maybe that helps them a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Jimmy G, uh, if he's healthy, can be okay, but they still need an entirely new defense. I mean, at this well, point, well, well, just just Mike, Mike Tannenbaum said they're going to go to the playoffs this year. Okay, well, you know, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, it was on my life bucket list to someday party with Willie Nelson and to someday party with Snoop. And after that take, I think I might have to add Mike T to that list. I mean, I'm just saying uh, there's not a lot of shot. They made a couple of okay additions on the defensive side of the ball, but it's a team that, in my mind, Harry needed eight or nine like definitive wow guys, and they haven't even gotten one yet this offseason. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with worse, and, and Fitz just explained all why. That's so much. So yeah. much joy. Thanks so much for doing that to me, Devin. Really missed you while you were gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. One team I is. I loved you. Yeah, well, uh, like. We're, we're back to like. We're back to like second date thing. You got to hear that third one. All right. One team is worse right now, but there's a move they can still make to at least end up being the same. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Cowboys get wideout Brandon Cooks in a trade with the Texans. Dallas figured once they got into March, like, hey, we don't love the free agency class, so then they got to work on the trade market. Got Stephon Gilmore from Indy, got their cornerback, and now they got Cooks. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This team is going to be able to, you know, make a, a different jump more so than they did last year. I understand they, they won one playoff game this past year, but I think they'll be able to win more than one if they're able to get another weapon to go opposite of CD Lamb. ESPN has learned the Cowboys get wide out Brandon Cooks in a trade with the Texans. Dallas had been talking with Houston and Brandon Cooks about doing this trade back at the trade deadline in late October, so they had interest in him for a long time. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. The Wolfpack grows by one. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us right out of the gates. We were just, you just heard it as we came back there, Dan. Everybody talking about Brandon Cooks. Uh, What's your reaction to the move and what it means for the Cowboys? Makes a lot of sense to the Cowboys. I know they weren't just they, they needed a receiver, but they weren't just looking for any receiver. They were looking for somebody to run. Because they didn't feel like they had a lot of speed at that position last year. They didn't feel like they had a lot of explosive playmakers on offense outside of Tony Pollard and C D Lamb. So Cooks was a guy they had their eye on throughout this process. The free agent receiver market isn't dazzling anybody. So, you know, teams have to make targeted choices. And this was definitely one for Dallas. They got him at their price. Uh, I think it's a strong move. And, Graz, when you say a guy that can run, a guy basically that can take the top off of the defense, it, do you mm-hmm. think that played into – you think that was a major factor into why the Cowboys didn't trade for DeAndre Hopkins and then you have yeah. an Odell Beckham Jr. coming off an ACL injury too? Yes. And, and you know, prices being what they are, I, I don't know what the Cardinals are looking for for Hopkins and if it matches up with what the Cowboys wanted to pay, but – to get a guy like Cooks at his age, you can still run, and basically you're going to pay him $12 million this year, and you give up a fifth and a sixth-round pick, I, I felt like that made a ton of sense. 
We're talking to Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. And Dan, all right, let's get to quarterbacks because that's what everybody's obsessed with, especially Lamar Jackson. So what's the latest right now around the league on Lamar? Uh, <laughs> uh, not a lot. Like, he's got his – his um, he's, gonna, he's apparently going to do something on his podcast or something later this week. But uh, um, there hasn't been a lot of attention paid to him by teams so far. I think the last – when I was checking in on this last week, what I was told was potentially interested teams were kind of getting their own ducks in a row, trying to figure out you know, what it would cost, what else they would have to do, et cetera, before uh, embarking on that pursuit. And I think Lamar is eager to, to hear from some teams, but unless there's one we don't know about, uh, we, don't, we don't think he's had any serious discussions with other teams just yet. I, I, it could happen this week. It, it could start to pick up. It would make a lot of sense, but right now, it's uh, it's more or less crickets. Oh, what do you expect the reaction to be when Lamar releases, you know, his exclusive interview, Cross? Well, my guess is we'll address it on shows. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, you guys shows? <laughs> you think? Well, I'm just hoping it's hours juicy content, content so we can talk about it for hours and hours and hours. You know, the more content we have, the better for us, Cross. That, that's, that's the business that's that we're exactly in. That's exactly right, and that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, look, the, the, I think it's going to be important to hear from him because that's been missing from this whole equation. When was the last time we heard from Lamar Jackson? Like, December? Like, you know, he missed the last however many games of the season. He wasn't doing weekly media availabilities. We have no idea. I mean, I, I know from back channels, I, I, I think he's unhappy about being franchised and, and, and eager to talk to other teams. But yeah, we don't know for sure what exactly he's thinking about the Ravens right now, about where else he might want to be. I think anything he says will have value because it's been missing from this equation. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen with this situation. But Lamar Jackson, without an agent, um, you know, hasn't spoken on this yet. And once he does, I think it'll move the story along for us. Well, but educate me here, because you know me, over-analytical, Dan. Uh, you've known me long enough to know that. Like, I understand why we, on radio and TV, and you on Get Up and all these places, like, why we want to hear from Lamar. But if a team really wants to hear from Lamar, they can just yeah, reach out to oh, him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. they could. The non-exclusive franchise tag for your listeners that, that don't that aren't as immersed in this, that, that allows other teams to, to negotiate contracts with him. And then if they get to one that he likes, they submit an offer sheet, and then the Ravens would have the opportunity to match it or to let him go and get two first-round picks from the uh, acquiring team. So, yes, any team that wants to can pick up the phone, call Lamar Jackson, and ask him what he's looking for in terms of a contract. Uh, again, to this point, we don't know of a team doing that. Uh, is, it, is it possible? Yes. There's plenty going on that we don't know about, unfortunately. But um, – at this time, we don't know of any interested teams that have called up and had that conversation with them. From one quarterback to another, where do we stand with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? Well, the Jets and the Packers are talking. Uh, they have to, um, you know, they have to have uh, a, agree on a trade, and so far they haven't. But they're talking. Like it, it's not. It hasn't. Talks haven't broken off. There's not an impasse. There's not. Both sides want to get the deal done, and I think ultimately they will. It's just a question of what the um, what the return will be for Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers are still – Packers are not in a rush. Like, the, the draft is still five, six weeks away. The Packers actually saved some cap space this year if they wait till after June 1st to trade him. So they have that leverage to hang over the Jets' head. Like, hey, you guys are in a bigger hurry than we are. Um, and they still think, well, hey, this is Aaron Rodgers. We should get, you know, 
fair value for that. And, and the Jets are saying, sure, but fair value has to factor in the possibility that we're only going to have him for a year or maybe even two. So that's been the source of the, um, of the uh, disagreement so far. And I say disagreement not to be negative, but just like until there's agreement, there's disagreement, right? So they are working on it. I think they'll get there, but I really don't think there's another pressure point here until the draft. I mean, unless Rodgers is planning to go to OTAs, which would be quite a thing um, and a departure for him, uh, then then they'd need to know by about April 17th when the Jets start those. But even that's like a week, week and a half before the draft. So there's really no big rush on this other than from you know the Jets fans that want to get it done. Uh, as a lover of content, I'm all in for that too, Dan. Uh, real quick too, uh, one of the teams I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how they approach the offseason is Washington, given the fact that nobody knows what the sure. status of Dan Snyder is going to be, et cetera. Uh, how is Washington doing business? When do we expect any sort of resolution? Uh, there's an owner's meeting next week, and this will obviously be a topic there, if not before. And I think, you know, there, there's strong indications that a, that a sale process is in progress there in Washington. I, I would think that at some point this offseason, maybe even earlier this offseason, we'll have news of Dan Snyder selling the team. Obviously, it's no sure thing, uh, and things are never easy when it comes to this particular individual. But um, uh, it does seem like it's headed that direction. And in terms of how they're operating their football offseason in light of it, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's – would they be a Lamar Jackson pursuer if there was a stable ownership situation? Maybe. I mean, it's possible, but you know, does, does, does the outgoing owner want to make an investment like that and potentially affect uh, the sale price in a negative way? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, it, to the extent that business stuff affects football stuff, I think this is a good example. I'm sure there have been decisions made this off season that are tied to the, uh, the uncertainty surrounding this, the potential sale. Always appreciate you hanging out with my my friend. Thanks uh, thanks so much for the expertise. My pleasure, gentlemen. It's Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, with all the insight you could possibly need in a like the NFL is never quiet. It never it never stops. There's one move made yesterday that shows a clear double standard when it comes to Lamar Jackson in the NFL. I am fired up about it. You will hear about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The 2023 NFL Draft. So you're ready for the draft. Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 27th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. With the first pick. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm spitting angry. And ready to vent. That's right. Got to keep our composure. This is Throwing a Fitz with Jason Fitz. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. That's right. I'm mad. I am mad at a conversation that's not happening right now because I hate double standards that are meaningless. Laramie Tunsil. Deservedly so, just signed a massive contract. Three years, $75 million. All right, $60 million of it guaranteed. $60 million guaranteed. 
New record when you talk about offensive linemen throwing the cash out at a deserving player. So why am I mad? Oh, I'm mad because for once, this is an opportunity where we could have the same conversation about other positions that we have about quarterbacks, but we won't do it. No, every time a quarterback's there ready to get paid, every time a quarterback walks up to the bank teller and says, I'd like my money, sir, we as a society sit back and we say, oh, well, sir, you need to take a discount because I want you to make less money so that you can build a great team around you. That's what you're supposed to do because you're a quarterback. So we don't give a damn if an offensive lineman goes out and gets his. We don't give a damn if a safety goes out and gets his. We don't give a damn if a defensive back goes out and gets his. But we suddenly care if a quarterback wants every dollar he deserves? No. We either need to end this conversation entirely and embrace a world where every single player goes out and gets what every single player deserves, or we need to start having this conversation across the board because realistically, if you want to sit there and tell me your favorite team's quarterback shouldn't get paid, what you really should be saying is your favorite team shouldn't pay anybody, and that is a terrible way to do business. That is a terrible way to keep players, and that is a terrible way to build a franchise. Stop the madness of the double standard. Woo! Fitz and Harry, what? Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. How oh, you damn. doing? I'm, I'm, yeah, said it with my chest. You good? You, you, you said it with more than your chest. Said it damn. with my chest. Said it with my no-nose. Said it with all of it. I'm coming after with fire. I want Larry. Harry. Now, I, uh, no, it, let me stop you right now. Let me ahead. stop you oh, okay. right in your okay. little tracks. Mm-hmm. Little tracks. How dare you talk about an offensive lineman? Big guys need loving, too. <laughs> Big guys need loving, too. See why that quarterback is getting all the praise and all the glory. That offensive line isn't getting as much. We're also talking about a guy, Lerman Thompson, who represents himself. Not, not only did he do it one time, he did it twice. Did it in 2020, did it in 2023. I commend the young man. Also, we got to remember, Fitz, this is a young man who lost money on draft night because of the gas mask situation. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm, I'm commending Lerman Thompson. Get, Thompson get, get everything that you can. But we got to remember the position of an offensive lineman. Who protects that franchise quarterback? Who protects them, Fitz? Yeah, I mean, the, the tackles protect them. That offensive line protects that quarterback. So I, I have no problem whatsoever with these offensive linemen getting as much money as they can. Now, I will say this. Everyone is asked to take pay cuts. And I, when I mean everyone, a lot of different positions, from quarterback position, from the wide receiver position, to the safety position, there have been offensive linemen that GMs have come to and asked them to take pay cuts. You want to know how I know, Fitz? I was one of those guys who was asked to take a pay cut at the wide receiver position. And so I could be in the same spot and not have to make my family move and be in disarray. I took the pay cut. It's like that sometimes. Sure. It's like that sometimes. But you know no Texans fan uh, was ever looking at this. No Texans fan would ever look at this and say, well – Man, now we can't build a roster because we paid Tunsil. No, it's a smart move to pay your great players. That's the thing. you got to reward the great players with great contracts. And you're right. There's certainly times where you come to somebody in his career and say, hey, take a little less. But we just don't, as a general rule, back when Jamal Adams got paid as a safety, nobody was looking at it and saying, well, now how are we going to build a team? Uh, if a wide receiver goes out, if Amari Cooper gets $20 million, nobody's looking at it and saying, oh, now how are we going to build a team? Devontae Adams got huge money from the Raiders. Nobody looks at it and says, well, man, he should have taken less for the Raiders so they can afford more options. But that's what we do every time with the quarterback. That's what I hate. Like, I think we should live in a world where your great players get paid great money and then you just better hope your front office drafts well. Like, that's 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 the ultimate responsibility. Well, here's the thing from the quarterback position, right? From the quarterback position, I think it's more so 
they're going to get the accolades. They're going to get the praise. They're going to get most of the endorsement deals, especially if they're doing what they're supposed to do on the field and also off of the football field. So it's more acceptable. Not saying that it's right. Not, not saying that it's right at all because I'm a former player and I'm for all players. And I hate when guys have to take a pay cut. But you look at the quarterback position. If Patrick Mahomes would have got every single dollar that he would have gotten, you think they would be able to have the team that they have right now? No, it would have been tougher. No. But I mean, it would have been tougher. But ultimately, I want every single player to be held to that same standard. Then it's tougher to build a team when you sign somebody. If you go out and sign, you know, Orlando Brown to be your uh, to to be your offensive lineman, then you got to worry about these. You sign Laramie Tunsil, you got to go turn around and you got to make sure that you are putting yourself in a situation oh, no, where you're see, drafting you, well. You you gave one of the greatest examples, Orlando Brown. What has been some of the issues with the Cincinnati Bengals in their offense and, and Joe Burrow? What has been one of their issues? Oh, their offensive line's been terrible. There you go. So when you have that franchise guy, I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow's not going to say, hey, we need our offensive lineman to go take a pay cut because, see, Joe Burrow remembers being sacked nine times in the playoff game, even though they still won it. He remembers that. He remembers that play in the Super Bowl when Aaron Donald, uh, you know, basically had his way and posed his will and actually stopped him from scoring that game with a touchdown or converting on that fourth down conversion. So I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow's not going to go and say, hey, we need our offensive lineman to take a pay cut. Yeah, but nobody's nope. looking at Orlando Brown Jr. when he signs a four-year, $64 million deal with $31 million up front as a signing bonus and saying, well, man, if you would have taken that same deal for 25, maybe we could keep T. Higgins on this team next year. But we're definitely going to look at Joe Burrow and be like, hey, man, you make less money. We can keep T. Higgins. That's the double standard I don't understand. Like, it's not Joe Burrow's job to keep T. Higgins. It's not Orlando Brand Jr.'s job to keep T. Higgins. It's the organization's job to figure it out. So I don't want Joe Burrow to have this, this responsibility to take less because that's good for T. Higgins and then not universally apply that to Orlando Brown Jr. Like, if you and I are working on this show and all of a sudden they say hey the only way we can keep Devin is if Harry takes a pay cut but Fitz doesn't have to you're going to look around and be like wait just a second like let's universally apply this across the board. But let me ask you this you go to Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse up there in Cincinnati they got stuff named after Joe Burrow Hmm. they're not going to have stuff named after no damn Orlando Brown and no T. Higgins you see what I'm saying? Like the we're talking about the face of the franchise. Well, the Harry Douglas the is the, the Harry Douglas is the face of the of Fitz and Harry. Although I am pretty, I mean I'm not gonna <laughs> lie about that. Uh, but but you can bet your butt. Like at the end of the day, whatever pay cut, if we're all taking less than market value to keep the team together, great. But it wouldn't be fair at all if I'm sitting here taking huge cuts so that you know, or you're taking huge. Now cuts. you just wait a minute. Now you keep me out of this. Now, I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. This is the difficulty. Now you keep me out of this. Better take the pay cut. Uh, number one, I just want to stress this. I want all the guys to go out and get theirs. I want me to stop at, I want us to That's stop right. asking any of them to take less. Uh, realistically, owners could just make less. In the meantime, why teams may want to zig while everyone else is zagging at the running back position. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 